Welcome to Energizing Life with AKR Fitness. We're going to try something new. I'm Jace. I'm Lindsay. Hello. <laughs> I'm Mike. All right, we'll stick to the usual. We'll stick to the usual. No, I'm Mike. I'm Mike. <laughs> Let's start. I'm Jace. Lindsay's here with me. Mike's here with me as well. This is the 20th time we have sat down to record an episode. We made it. Well, uh... <laughs> You uh, say we made it. Yes, we have. <laughs> All right, let's get stuck in today's episode. Straight in. Mike, we are talking self-determination theory. Explain it. What is it? Why is it? Self-determination theory is the most important theory we have for motivation. It's been around quite a long time. Um, and oh, I was going to start talking about the researchers, but who, who cares about that? Let's yep, talk no, about what it is. <laughs> Um, the theory is that human beings are naturally inclined to grow and develop in positive ways, very much like how a seed is naturally inclined to grow into a plant. It's, it's meant to grow into a plant. Now, the thing is, not all seeds grow into plants, and that's because seeds, in order to thrive, they require sunlight, soil, and water. And human beings are similar except that we have psychological equivalents of sunlight soil and water and they are a sense of autonomy of competence and relatedness and so when, when these psychological needs are met the theory is that we grow and develop in positive waves we, th yeah. we thrive and when they're not we don't now the easiest way to to think about these such psychological needs is to consider their opposites so yeah. autonomy the opposite of autonomy is feeling controlled um, and when we feel controlled, it, it typically doesn't feel that great. And sooner or later, we rebel. The opposite of feeling competent is feeling stupid. And the opposite of this sense of relatedness is feeling isolated and alone. So when we have autonomy, like a, a, a feeling of being in charge of our own destiny, when we feel good at what we're doing, and when we can relate to, to other people um, in our pursuit of that, that thing, motivation sort of the feelings of motivation come naturally and, and we're going to thrive when it's the opposite we don't yeah that's it in a nutshell nailed it or seed seed shell <laughs> i just realized i was nodding along yep yep yep, yep. forgetting really i was meant good. to host this Enjoy thing this. <laughs> so autonomy competence and relatedness let's go into a little bit more so do you have any examples of these? Yeah, I think some personal examples will help bring it to life. Yeah. Lindsay? <laughs> Lindsay? <laughs> um, for me, I would probably, I'm going to end on autonomy because I find that uh, maybe it's controversial, but I'll get there. Um, I'll start with competence. There's a few times in my life that stick out for me when I feel that I wasn't excelling in something, I was rubbish at it, it just felt horrible. Um, going way back, Way back, when. way back, and it's 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 amazing how something can stick with you when it's when it's ingrained or it's sore or primary three. We're going that far back. Yeah, we're going that far back. <laughs> get, we are. get comfortable. Primary three. I remember the teacher had said. Now, obviously, don't trust your memory, but I remember the teacher being like, "We're making a collage of trees, plant almost. Um, draw a tree. We'll put it on the wall. Primary three. How old are you?" Like, uh, seven, seven or eight. Seven yeah. or eight. About hip, hip, so, about hip height. <laughs> so 
I've drawn this tree and it's, uh, you know, the normal with a cloud round the top. <laughs> the stick with a cloud. Exactly. We're, we're familiar with that. Yeah, uh-huh. So, well, the teacher was having none of this and she stood up in front of the class and said, Lindsay, that tree's not going on that wall because it's not good enough. Oh. So I can remember it so vividly and it was just, I had thought I had done a good job, but I just felt like she'd stripped it away from me. Yeah. And I felt like I wasn't competent in drawing then. I was just like, well, what was and, the point? And that ended your drawing career? No, yep. Did, did that, did, in all seriousness, did that influence yeah. your, your motivation to yeah, draw? It did. And like another example, just with school, um, I've always, I say I've always, but my first memory of having any issue with spelling or grammar, the teacher had like read out my answers to the whole class. Oh, no. Made and you feel really... Re- made me feel really silly with... What I what I had spelled, and then I was just like, "That's it." I, I just I don't know what it did to me, but it's given me the stigma to be like, "Well, I'm just rubbish at it." Thing thing is that that's that's not just the competence part, but that's the relatedness piece as well. Because yeah. you no longer fit in with your peers there. You, well, you don't trust the teacher. Yeah. There's no. a you don't like the teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like that's sort of two sort of negative yeah. sides with the competence. But I'm more I'll probably bring it to the last couple of years would be. Um, just being at AKR and getting feedback and being told that you're doing a good job gives you the confidence and competence mm-hmm. to keep growing. So yeah, I think there's two sides of it. Mm, so yeah. So do you want to share about autonomy yeah, yeah, and relatedness? So, well, relatedness, relatedness for me. Um, I decided to go back and try and play football again, <clears throat> and. Uh, <laughs> It wasn't that long, but it was longer, a couple of years ago, and I was right up for it, and I was super excited to join a new team and go to I remember this. <laughs> and I, I, I walked through the door, and I felt completely... I felt alone. I felt like I was out of my depth in terms of the people that are around me. I didn't feel that they brought me in to their group quick enough. You were an outsider. So I felt like an outsider, which kind of put me in the back foot before I even started training. And then going into competence, my... I, Still in my mind, I was quite good, but actually things had moved forward and I was like, oh, so I felt stupid. I didn't feel like I belonged to the team. And I know it was only one session, but I think the, the first meeting is really important when you're trying to feel related to something. And, and how would that, or how did it impact your motivation to show up well, the next week? <laughs> I didn't and, go and, back. And we can laugh about that. I know, this is very, but very... So when you, when you feel isolated from the group, and you feel stupid because you're not as good as yeah. everybody else, it's going to be very difficult yeah. to go back. And I think it? I made the excuse of, oh, I was, you know, I was just really sore after it. I, I, my body was in agony. You told yourself something else to protect yeah. yourself. Yeah. But you were really sore as well, right? I was in agony. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd been, and not like I hadn't been training, but I was in agony. Like, I couldn't walk for five days. <laughs> Two-hour training session. A life lesson there for all of us. Let's uh, not go back. <laughs> no. And I think when it comes to autonomy, for me, I... Again, rack my brains, like, what, where have I been when I've not really had a choice or a sense of independence? And as a, a person, I feel that some people might see this as selfish, but I always tend to go down the route of what I want and I'll get it. And I think there's a fine line between, like I say, that being selfish and also, well, what you want. I want this is what I want. This is my choice. Like I'm making that, um, and having a sense of independence when going, going traveling and things like that, and making that choice. So I, I, I struggle to find the the negative of the autonomy side. Yeah. 
Is there a time when you've ever felt controlled? Probably as a child, yeah. I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to... <laughs> and then I rebelled there as well. <laughs> I was going to, I was going no, to say. No, I, don't, I, I struggle to find that, so mm-hmm. that's, a, that's where I thought it was a bit. I'll leave that till last. <laughs> Mike, you strike me as someone with very high autonomy. <laughs> I, d- I, I yes. agree, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, you mentioned on on one of the, sh- the shows we've, we've done in the past about when when someone tells you you need to, oh, and it just gets your back up. I, yeah, I'm a yeah. little bit like that. Mm-hmm. If someone tells me I, I need to do something, it, it does get me a little bit. Well, when, even, even when they try and reframe it, night, you should do that. No, no it's still mm-hmm. the yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a couple examples, a, a simple one for people to understand. I think. Uh, I was doing a, my postgrad in sports nutrition, and, and one of the assignments we got, you had to, had to, you see, you had to <laughs> analyse the, the demands uh, of a sport, and then create a battery of tests, uh, fitness tests, to test this hypothetical athlete. But the great thing was, you could pick the sport. Yeah. So, I picked Let's football. Guess. Oh, I was going to guess it. <laughs> and. Like, I, I was motivated to do the thing. It, it was almost like a piece of coursework that I might have just done, d- anyway. done outside of uni because of a genuine interest. But had, had I been told you have to analyse the demands of equestrian sports or, I don't know, golf. cricket? Golf. Golf. Like, I would have found it very hard to motivate myself um, because I'm not into it as, as much. Um, but it, 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 I didn't get to, you know, act, have that sense of control. And I, I think maybe another example is, of course, like running my own business. It's not like I can do whatever I want, whenever I want, but there's obviously I can create the culture and set things like a certain way rather than having to walk through other people's rules. Um, we can talk about diets being an obvious one we've touched on in the past where where people can eat the foods that they enjoy. <laughs> They're far more motivated to stick to their diet when they have to follow these rules. And I think Ryan touched on that a little bit in last week's episode. Yeah. Um, they're more likely to go off track. So competence, a couple of similar ones, but traveling stories again. Sorry, Jace. No, these um, are the best. I've learned <laughs> a lot. I'm just jealous. It's all it is. <laughs> uh, Ecuador. I, I went to Ecuador. And I think I'll say when I was traveling, I was I just thought I'm gonna I'm gonna dive in and I'm gonna do everything, I'm going to soak it all up. So in Ecuador, salsa dancing is a thing. And so I, right, I'm going to sign up for 10 lessons of salsa dancing. And I if turned we up. get 100,000 subscribers, <laughs> Mike will put his salsa dancing videos out. I think we're safe. <laughs> <laughs> there are no videos. Anyway, I, tur- I turned up. So like, you know, I, I just inquired off the street, this, this salsa dancing place. And, and the woman was really nice. And she understood that I was... I was brand new and uh, recently retired footballer who had poor hip mobility and things <laughs> like that. And I had a really positive experience that first day. And so I went back the next day and it was a different teacher. And like she didn't seem to appreciate that I was a beginner, that I'd had one lesson ever. She hadn't obviously been kept in the loop. And this was one-on-one lessons, by the way. And... It won- and it was in Spanish, I might hasten to add. And at one point she said to me in Spanish, where are you from? I said, like, 
Oh my God. What is wrong with you sort of thing? Aberdeen. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> and, and you know what, after that, I went and I, you know, there's, there's amazing hot chocolate in Ecuador and I was in Quito, the capital, and I went like after the class. Not the, not the body. The evening. <laughs> no, <laughs> not ketosis, you were just there. Not the diet, um, <clears throat> man. So I went and like went to this place and, and sat with a hot chocolate and I was, I was just like gutted. Were you deflated? Do, do you know, oh, and I was just like, I just felt horrible. I felt, and I didn't want to go back, but I'd paid for, for 10 hours of this. And I think that's the only reason that got me back in the next one. And thankfully it was a different teacher, but that just, it was just ho- horrible. And it just, and you know, you know, from the first day we were like, okay, um, I can, I've learned something, I can do this. And the next day, the, her expectations of me were so high, given where I was. Yeah. It's similar one, while I was traveling a few times, I took Spanish lessons and I had this great teacher when I was in Buenos Aires. We, we would just sit down and, and she'd ask me questions and we'd have a conversation and all the while she's writing little notes. And after the conversation, she would say, okay, see when you said this, and we would actually say it like this. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm learning and that, that's all good. And it's going to sound like I'm bad-mouthing Quito, but again, in Quito, in Ecuador, I went to a Spanish school <laughs> and the teacher had a, a totally different approach. Whenever I said anything that was less than perfect, she would go, no, mm. and oh. interrupt me. <laughs> no. <laughs> and, no. And so again, that's maybe partly an autonomy piece as well, because... Yeah. Let me finish the sentence. Sure. Yeah, just let me finish the sentence here. And and also, it's like every time you do something wrong, 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 wrong. And again, it just really affected my motivation. Yeah, I doing to, anything right? Like, yeah, yeah. anything here? Yeah, to turn up. So so that that's the competence uh, piece. The, one other bit I would add to competence is is the importance of clarity as well of knowing what the next step is to take. I think I feel a, a good bit of competence from there. Um, and we can, we can revisit that yeah. later. Um, relatedness, I'm not sure if I have anything like top of mind. One little example, go to school again, maybe not primary three, but when I was in, in second year, so my first and second year, it was a real mixed bag of people in the class. And uh, my my class never changed. That, that's good for full of bombs, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Our class, for some reason, everyone else's class had like combination May classes, and, the, and well, no, they would just change. They weren't always in the same group, and we were with the same group every day for two years. And oh. and by the end of my second year, I was getting a bit tired because like there were bombs. there were. Like you say, Jason, like just like some of the stuff that was going on in the class, and it was just you probably weren't able to learn. No, yeah, it was it was just tired. Don't listen. It's a laugh sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, when there's a substitute teacher and there's a lot of shenanigans <laughs> and things like that. But it got to the stage where it was like ah, I'm not really motivated to turn up, just like with this chaos. You every know what's day. coming. Yeah, each time. And yeah. thankfully, you know, we're going to third year, and then things change a little bit. Um, but that, that's one example where you're just like, I'm not fitting in with this group right now. Um, so how about, how about you, Jace? Yeah, um, so I think I've mentioned previously that you know, I want to be a really good guitar player. And I, I want to be a guitar player since as long as I can memory serves me. So I was really young. And I remember getting lessons from 
what can only be described as the terminator of guitar teachers. <laughs> and if, if, if she happens to be listening to this, I still hold a grudge, so <laughs> let's not bump into each other. The, she was one of those that would swat your hand away if you played a wrong chord. She wouldn't let you just go through the song or if you put your finger in the wrong place, you would s literally swat your hand away or do what your salsa dancing teacher did was, no, stop, let's start again. No, stop, let's start again. Whereas all I wanted to do was just get through the song and then make adjustments mm -hmm. <laughs> or be like, at least figure it out on my own slightly. Oh, that was the wrong chord. I needed this one. How can I make that? How can I make that easier for my finger dexterity? How can I move that into that position? But I think I had two weeks of lessons and it was a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, lunchtime during school. And that was it. Once I'd finished those two weeks, you know, you could pay for the next two weeks. Or could, I was like, nah, I'm not doing it. <clears throat> but I remember my grand, my grand being like, oh, you don't want to learn guitar anymore? I'm like, no, I don't actually like it. I don't think. It was just a phase maybe. But, and and it was, again, it was something maybe I slightly regret it. Maybe I should have just stuck with it and learned the hard way, I guess. I couldn't learn like that. I couldn't learn the way she was enforcing that learning. So I didn't, I didn't do it. And then it made me feel really stupid because every time you went in, all you got told was, you're, you're actually crap at this. Like, why are you doing it? You're terrible. <laughs> yeah, so you're not motivated to turn up, but nah. you're not motivated to put in the work either nah. because it, it doesn't feel like you're getting anywhere. Yeah, that was the thing. She'd be like, have you done your scales homework? Oh yeah, yeah, I've done that. I didn't even know what scales are. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't tell you the you, you have a You have a negative relationship with, with the learning experience. Yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, this was, I'm going back maybe four, three, four years ago. I, I, I'm living in Aberdeen. I thought, I'm going to pick this back up. And I've dabbled here and there with YouTube and you know, paying for different apps and try to do on, I try to do online coaching with the guitar. That was a nightmare. But I turned up to this shop in Aberdeen and the guy I met, Ross, who was just, he was just unbelievable. And it was a totally different experience. And I would get a chord wrong and I would immediately stop. And he'd be like, ah, I just, just crack on through it, we'll fix it later. We'll see what the issues was. We'll see how you felt with it. And it just put me so at ease. And even, even in the guitar shop, he's like, which one do you want to play today? I was like, oh, I, I got a choice to play whatever guitar in here I want. And he was like, yeah. I was like, I was just expected to be handed, you know, a cheap, nasty guitar that doesn't really matter if it's gonna, you break it or you play it wrong. I was playing like Les Paul, Gibsons and all sorts. And these, these guitars were thousands of pounds. And I, it made such a difference. I wanted to turn up. Mm. I paid for extra lessons to go more. I was doing the homework. I was buying the extra books on Amazon. I was doing all the YouTube tutorials. I was putting in effort after effort and after effort. And it made such a massive difference in terms of the motivation to actually do the thing. It sounds like it was hitting all three of those. Yeah, it absolutely like was. That's... Even relating to Ross as a person. Yeah. yeah. Um, competence because you were able to have a learning experience that you were enjoying and he was allowing that. Yeah. And the autonomy to choose your weapon, yeah, pretty no. much. Like, no <laughs> wonder you, you were paying for extra. You best believe I chose a different guitar every <laughs> single time. And it was none of them was less than a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> that one, please. The one in the gold case. Yes, that one. <laughs> Day two. <laughs> so, yeah. The other experiences I think I've mentioned before, it was, I hated school in the way that it was enforced learning. I couldn't learn this, like history. <laughs> I hated history and I just didn't want to learn it. To be forced to learn it, it, it took away my, my autonomy of wanting to learn things. Like, I do like knowing about history, but I'd rather pick things that I'd want to learn about. So it was, when you're going down all these different avenues, 
don't like it. Which again, but I can probably go on another podcast about ranting about school systems and different structures of society. We'll save that for when Fabio comes on. <laughs> <laughs> the, and, and, but it goes to show like my growth and development wasn't during my school time. It was after my school time when I could choose what I wanted to learn, choose how I wanted to learn it, and, and go from there. So it's do it's, it on your own terms. Yeah, yeah. Do it on my own terms. Yeah. It's massive. And then, and then also like the relatedness piece is, is like being in a an industry or a, a workplace or a culture where where that's like yeah. the learning Promoted. you're you're part of something yeah. and the learning's recognized and it's mm-hmm. utilized. Yeah, people want you to thrive and it's good. So it's ideal. The how 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 do most gyms view self determination three? How does it work in most gyms? So like if if we Yeah, let's let's take the three. We've got this sense of autonomy. So in order in order for us to feel motivated, we need the sense of autonomy. We need to feel competent and we need to be able to relate to other people. Yeah. So let's take your your person who's going to join one a typical big box gym. And first of all, the autonomy piece. Are they going because they want to and they choose to go to the gym? Or are they going because in many cases they feel like they have to lose mm-hmm. weight and so therefore they have to go to the gym? Mm-hmm. So there's already that sense of control. The back feet. Yeah, they're not. They're not. Most people don't go to the gym because they love the gym. They don't love running on the treadmill. They don't love standing on the cross trainer. They don't love sitting down on those machines and things like that. They, they're going there because they feel they need to in order to get what they want, you know, be fitter, lose mm-hmm. weight. And so it's controlling from the get-go. Yeah. Then, then we go to the competence piece. Now we know, what do most people say when they go, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know if I'm doing it right. There's not always like, well, we know the, the, the old fashioned gym model, there's coaching's not built into it. Yeah. It's about selling a membership. Mm-hmm. So yes, you might go to like group exercise classes. There might be a little bit of instruction, but most people, if they're set loose in a gym, they feel a bit stupid because <coughs> it, they think everybody else knows what they're doing and they don't. Or if they do go to a class, it might be too hard for them and they and they feel it straight away exactly yeah it's it's that's that's a great point on the competence it's either Mm -hmm. it's it's too easy it's too hard it's not just do i know what i'm doing but is it at the right level Mm -hmm. and then the the third one relatedness well most people they feel totally isolated and alone in gyms yeah Mm -hmm. so they you know self-conscious and things like that so when if we like extrapolate that out and think why do people not go to gyms and stick at it. It's like, well, it's not a motivational environment. It's all against them. The psychological needs are not met, yeah. Yeah. So anyone that that can, if they have those feelings and they still show up (laughs) week on week on week, that is is some effort. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's, you know, going back to the buckaroo thing, we mentioned a couple of episodes back, it it feels like a matter of time before something breaks. Well, it lasts for a couple of weeks and then you don't show up to one and then it's and then oh you know what, i'm just gonna leave it now yeah there's nothing pulling you through that because well because you don't none, none of your needs are being met yeah. from the get-go yeah yeah but i, I still kind of feel this whenever i do what i like to call gym drop-ins where i just pick a random gym and like i'm just gonna go to that gym for a change of scenery even when i walk in there you know it's like nobody at the front desk or something happens you're like oh i don't know what i'm doing i don't know where i'm going like, no one even knows your name no one no. knows your name i remember asking uh, I was like, oh, where, where is the gym? Oh, it's upstairs. Okay, so where's the stairs? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> it was one of those. Yeah. And then I eventually got up, 
we had this little bit of paper to scan a, 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 another barcode, another gate code. So there's another gate. So already I've, I've gone through three gates by this point. So there's another gate. I scan it, it opens and it closes within 0.2 seconds. I get hit by the gate and then I get shouted at by the gym staff because I'm going to break the gate. And I'm it, not even in the gym yet. And it's, it's, all, it's all subtle things that are telling you you don't belong yeah. here. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, if someone said, by the way, that gate's super fast, <laughs> yeah. scan it and run, and you'll be fine. Totally fine. different story. Yeah. yeah. And, and then you go into the gym, like I've seen, you know, I feel like I'm fairly confident with, yeah. with exercises and the equipments and equipment and gym. It's fine no matter it's It gives yeah, you a you good go five, in, ten yeah. minutes. Five, it gives you a good five, ten minutes yeah. to kind of figure out your surroundings, even for us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And be like, right, okay, where is that? What, right, okay. Right. And you feel like the spotlight's on uh-huh. there as well. You using that? Oh, <laughs> a different example. Like I, I signed up after I stopped playing football for uh, like a martial arts sort of group classes things, and I went with a guy from work. So you know you've got that. Like, are you going? You got? I'll see you there. And there's that bit of safety. Yeah. But then after a couple of weeks, he was like, Mike, I can't make it this week. And already it's like, ooh, because it's like all these. Other people, everyone else seemed to know exactly what they were doing and stuff like that. And again, all brand new. I'm not getting the moves right. And they've already formed this, this yeah, group. Yeah, it's it's, it's 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 difficult when when the psychological needs aren't met. Again, whereas if the other way around, where it's clear what here's what we're working on, here's what you need to do to get better, and every you know you you feel a part of the group mm-hmm. immediately and things yeah. like that. It, it makes such a big difference. Yeah. So how do we do things here that's different? How do we use self-determination to get AKR? So I think I think this is a secret sauce now. Okay, this is the secret okay, sauce. Okay, this is it. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, self-determination theory underpins pretty much everything that we do at AKR. So yeah, yeah, it's the yeah. secret sauce. <laughs> it's it's it is the secret sauce. And so, first of all, we want. Are you, are you sure you want to read that? <laughs> I was about to say, like, I mean, we just cut it here. <laughs> we want to give we want to give people this this sense of. Autonomy. So there's a few things we do. We have a mantra, everything is optional. Yeah. So you'll never be asked to do something you don't want to do. We might we might delve in and quite, someone might say, I don't want to do deadlifts. And, and we might say, okay, tell me more about that. And maybe they hurt themselves or they're not comfortable mm-hmm. in deadlifts. So we'll, we'll maybe work with them and coach them up. But if if at the end of all that, they just hate deadlifting, it's like, no big deal. There's, cool. there's no magic exercises. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll do something else. Yeah. So everything's optional. And, and that includes all the other bits, you know, no one has to do nutrition or no one has to... It's choosing their own adventure. Choose it? their own adventure, yeah. yeah. Decide what's, what, what's in their journey and what's going to help them succeed and then pick yeah. and choose what they want. Someone asked me one time on the phone, they, you know, they were inquiring about the gym and they said, is, is it a weight loss place? And I was like, um, do you want it to be a weight loss place? Do, do you know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's, no, it's, it's, it's whatever you, like, yeah. it's, it's a coaching, it's, it's a personal experience place. So if, if you want to lose weight, we can work with you on that, but we're not going to make you lose weight. Yeah, yeah. We're not going to push you down that pathway if, if you don't want to go down the pathway. Even on the gym floors, little things like given the option of when we're progressing the weights rather than being like, this is the weight that you're going to do now, giving them the option of, you know, you've got this weight, but I'll put this one right beside it. And yeah. if you feel like you're ready to lift that, lift it. And just that in itself gives that choice. Yeah. And sense of autonomy for that person. And mm-hmm. feel like, oh, that's a mini win for me. I've decided to lift that weight. Yeah. yeah. And it's recognizing that, that people come for so many different reasons. You know, some people are here more for social. Some people are more for, 
you know, like Ryan before in, in the beginning, first talking about like yeah. it was about sports performance. Mm -hmm. Some people are about a more, you know, broader sense of fitness. Maybe it is weight loss or nutrition. Like it's, yeah. it's up to the person. There's even back on the gym floor, just letting them choose their own weights. Like, right, go, go, go grab the dumbbells you're using for today. You know where everything's at. Or and like, you know, in the, in the strategy session, you show them this is the dumbbells, this is where they're mm -hmm. at. And even that just allows, well, yeah, this is, this is home to me. I know where my, my dumbbells are. Mm -hmm. yeah. like, that makes a big difference. It's that sense of agency, I think yeah. is the word. Mm -hmm. the, the other thing that we've not mentioned is names. <laughs> Use your name. Yeah. Tell us more about that. Well, I think that comes under relatedness. Yeah. Um, having a sense of belonging here. Instantly when somebody walks through the door before they're even... It's funny, they get a shock every single time. Yeah. You know, if somebody comes in... They're brand new. Brand new. Throw them off. Throw, actually, <laughs> it's funny, the other night I had somebody come in and they were running a bit late, so I actually stood outside the gym and I seen this smiley face coming towards me and I, and I used their name and they were just like, what is this? How did you know it was me? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of thing. Um, so instantly they get that sense of, these people know me, they want me to be here and I belong to something already. Yeah. And then instantly introducing them to other members within yeah. their first session just puts everything to ease. Yeah. And then, you know, it's carry on the relatedness. Yeah. We do personal training, but in a, in a, in a group format. Mm -hmm. So people immediately, you know, oh, do you know such and such? So they get to meet other people, they meet peers who are just like them and they can feel, feel part of it straight away as opposed yeah. to being that anonymous stranger figuring things out on their own. Not yeah. to mention the socials. I just got to slip them in there. And events. I can't remember any of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. We had, we had, I just can't remember the ones before that. <laughs> the, moving on to competence, we're coaches. We, we coach people to feel better, feel more comfortable with certain movements or, or to learn new movements and not feel silly for trying them or making mistakes. We use, we, we give them feedback to, to help make them better. Feeling competent should be an easy one for, for people in the gym because yeah. exercise works and, it, and it's pretty simple. So people can say, oh, on day one, I could squat one kilogram. On, you know, mm -hmm. Next week, I could do five kilos and the next week, 10 kilos. So it can be easy to see progress. I think what we do well is we try and spotlight that a little bit. We have, we have milestones for, for um, progress in the gym. Yeah. We have milestones for visits. So we recognize, oh, wow, you've been consistent for, you know, 150 visits. And we're going to spotlight and recognize that. Um, and uh, the strategy session. Yeah, I was going to say, the, um, even from the very beginning, a brand new person comes in and we're not throwing them in at the deep end. Yeah. So they get this walkthrough of all our movement patterns and how it's done properly and they even within the session with me in that first meeting we go from practicing the hinge movement to actually lifting with it and that's a mini win straight away and they can see that they're, they're capable of it yeah. so when they go into their first session they're already feeling a sense of competence with the movements that we're doing Absolutely, and it's yeah. just it's so important that they're not just getting thrown in and again they feel like they can't do it yeah even even with your strategy sessions you you highlight movement patterns that may be more suited for others and so and then we get the notes so when we get that person in for a session we can just automatically go through into those movement patterns and they're like oh this is this is brilliant because you already know what's good for it's, me it's it's not like my salsa experience right yeah. so lindsay sees them day one you might see them day two 
but you're informed yeah. Yeah. and you know that this is what to expect from this person. This is yeah. where they're at yeah. in their journey, not like, all right, so you're an athlete, let's go. <laughs> you know, like I had with the salsa. <laughs> Game time. But I think the other thing Ryan touched upon last week is, is even asking people's energy levels. Yeah. So that helps what, what can they manage that day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then there's the other bits that we have surrounding, you know, we use the MyZone device or there's in-body. There's lots of little ways to gauge progress or for challenge us. Challenge week. To a personal challenge week. Or for us to, to feed back as well, which is a key part, I think, to feeling com- competent. It's like, okay, this is where you were. This is where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, or here's a little thing you could do to improve at this. And then they do it and they get better. And they ah, okay, yeah. okay, right. They have that, that little moment. And it's given them, like you've touched on clarity before, but you're showing them the path, like what's next. And that, I think with all the, our progress milestones and things like that, that help. But even like even from one movement part into the next and, and performing that skill and getting better at it, they, they're seeing where they're going. Mm, yeah. And it's like, oh, they're excited for it. And they know that if I can nail this, I'm going to get on to the next one. So just being yeah. clear. Or even when they look back and, or even when they see strategy sessions going on, this happened to me the other night when we had a strategy session on, I had a member say, I remember when I used, I was doing that. And now, oh, now I'm doing that. I'm like, yeah, well, yeah that's, uh, that's it. That's how it works. That's mm-hmm. how we go. Mm-hmm. And she, she was really, really chuffed with her, with her progress in that, that, that sort of time be frame. The self-determination theory. Let's just quickly talk a little bit about how we can use it outside the gym in our own lives. I think, again, just to reiterate, when you, when you start looking at things through this lens, you'll see it everywhere. And yes, that could be a bias of sorts, but go back into your life, think about the most positive and the most negative experiences you've had at school or work or higher education or in hobbies or things like that. And typically, you know, your best job your best, your most motivated experience at work was probably one where you had an element of agency, of freedom or control or choice over how the work was carried out. So you weren't micromanaged, right? You weren't controlled too much. Now that's not, you know, everyone needs maybe some boundaries and, mm-hmm. and some level of control and direction can help. Yeah. Um, but you'll, you'll have a level of that. It was a job that you were good at and you knew what was expected of you, that that clarity piece, and you got on with the people you worked with or your boss was all right. You know, that's the most motivational Mm -hmm. experiences you'll have in your life. And when you start looking at things through this lens and you realize that when these needs aren't met, you're not gonna be motivated. I think like in, in, again, go back to fitness and nutrition. So if you're only following that diet, if the diet feels controlling, if you don't really like the gym, but you feel like you have to go, you're not really going because you want to be there. It's an obligation. You're doing some program or workout or class that you don't actually want to do. Then that feels controlling. Yeah. If you're if you're not able to see progress, if if you feel stupid, that's that's demotivating. Yeah. And then again, if you feel isolated or alone, not part of the group, you don't like the other people involved, it's demotivating. So whatever whatever it is in your life, whether it's health and fitness or something else, start to think about that. Like, is this for me? Do I have a, a, an element of choice or control or freedom or, or something around that? Mm. How can I set up a game that I can win? win? How can I see myself moving forwards? How can I create success and, you know, small wins? And then how can I be a part of it with someone else, you know, either through coaching or through peers or, or make it a social or that sense of belonging, Lindsay touched upon. Mm-hmm. I think that's 
feel like I need to applaud that. That was, that was, a, that was some summary, Mike. That was awesome. <laughs> I was really. I, I don't. I don't want to ruin it from uh, take away from that. I thought that was a brilliant summary of self determination theory and how to use it in your own life. Is there anything else that you two want to add in or potentially go through? I think just maybe some sort of take homes for people, even in their own lives, mm -hmm. would be. I was having a think about this earlier and what's worked really well for me taking this stuff and putting it with relationships, with friends, family, is even just coming out, like tea time for instance, or going out for tea or making a decision. Mm. I've always, well since knowing this stuff, been like, okay, do you want to go, do you prefer um, chipper or Chinese tonight? Or do you want to go for a walk down at the beach or the river? And it, it takes away the, well, this is what we're doing, yeah. and then putting the, the heels in and the stubborn. So a big thing for me was just giving choices to people that I'm closest to. Yeah, it, It's made a massive difference in terms of taking away from any sort of um, stress or anxiety about going anywhere. And yeah, that's yeah, a huge... Yeah, there's also too much choice. To, yeah. Where do you want to go? Um, <laughs> and, and that's, I think, the mistake that people make with autonomy, where they just think autonomy is complete freedom of choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But actually, you know, we've spoken about this before in the gym. For some people, it, it supports their sense of autonomy by, by not giving them a choice. Because, yeah, yeah. you know, we've had people come in, don't make me choose. No. I'm yeah. thinking just all day at work. Pick for just me. tell me what I want, <laughs> yeah. what to do. And so by, by respecting that that's what that person wants, mm -hmm. that actually supports. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. thwart their, their sense mm -hmm. of autonomy. Yeah, that's a couple other things I would just say is like this is this is real stuff that's in the academic literature. Yeah, you know it's real theories of motivation. If people want to the the kind of um, preeminent scientist on it, or Richard Ryan and Ed DC. I read a book only a few years ago called Why We Do What We Do, and I think it was written in '96 or '97. And I, I just thought to myself, why? Why on earth am I only discovering this now? Yeah. Um, there is another one that's a bit more like pop, uh, pop science. It's um, I think it's Dan Pink, and it's called Drive, oh, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is kind of his his spin on it. Um, which you know it's more accessible mm -hmm. than I guess academic literature, but it's 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 real stuff. And uh, in a couple of episodes' time, we're going to take on a bit further. I think. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for joining me again at the Breakfast Bar. Thank, Thank you. you. It's been a pleasure. If you've enjoyed this podcast, folks, remember, like it, share it, rate it, review it. We'd be really, really massively appreciative. And always use the hashtag. What's the hashtag? <laughs> Energizing Life Podcast. One job. We'll give her one job today. <laughs> you took it off my notes. <laughs> As always, folks, if we can help you out, it's akrfitness.com. And we will see you on the next one.